Welcome to the More Than Corporate podcast, where we discuss finding fulfillment, defining success, and living your best life. There's no roadmap to success, no one-size-fits-all answer to fulfillment. I believe it requires us all to be vulnerable and authentic about what we want to accomplish and have the courage to step out of our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Keep listening to hear stories from inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Amber Furman, and this is episode 35 of the More Than Corporate podcast. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is another solo episode of the More Than Corporate podcast where it's just you, me, and the mic. So on today's episode, I wanted to do a recap of the Unleash You event that I went to in Delaware at the beginning of November. This event was pretty crazy, unbelievable, and pushed me through a lot of questions and limiting beliefs that I had. Um, Honestly, I think it was one of the most impactful events that I've gone to all year. And I say that with a little bit of hesitation because I think that every event that I went to and every conference and every training and all of the mindset work that I've been doing has prepared me for being able to be ready for this type of a response at an event. It just happens to be this event where all of the pieces came together. And I will forever be grateful that I made the choice to go. And there's a couple of different lessons in this that I want to hit home on that honestly, I may not go too deep into because I think that they could be a whole nother episode on their own. These are just taking the time to listen to yourself, taking the time to know when something in your mind says, I need to be in this particular place at this particular time, being able to recognize that and not fight it. Because I felt like I needed to be in Delaware for this event from the time that I met Mike Faber, who is one of the creators of the event. I just knew that this was an event that I needed to be at. And I had zero hesitation in buying my ticket and flying across the country to a bunch of people that I had never met in person before to attend this event. And each day of the event... I kept thinking, okay, these speakers were amazing. Maybe this is why I was supposed to be here. And then something else would happen. And I'd be like, okay, maybe this is why I was supposed to be here. And then on the last day, it just kind of all came together. So I will probably get into the specifics of it a little bit later. I'm still kind of processing it all. I I may do it in another episode. So for now, what I want to do is really break down what I took from the event, from the speakers. And I think after reviewing uh, my notes that I can break it down into three specific sections. Um, One of them is intentional living. The other one is the power of pushing through adversity and the importance of your mindset. And the third is finding your purpose. So I want to start with the idea of intentional living the phrase intentional living was talked about by one of the speakers, Natasha Hughes, but the idea of living on purpose and living intentional was talked about by a bunch of different speakers. So Natasha specifically asked the question, do you live your life on purpose? And really this made you think, like, why do you do the things that you do throughout the day? Are you doing them intentionally or are you just kind of waking up in the morning and going with the flow? If we have goals that we want to accomplish, whether those goals are small goals or large goals, 
You'll never accomplish them by just going with the flow. You have to make intentional decisions of choices that get you closer to your goal than the alternative. And one of the things that somebody said was get good at saying no to the things that don't get you closer to your yes. And that to me was huge. So Natasha talked about, do you live your life on purpose? And one of the most important things I took from her talk was the idea of not cutting people out of your life. So many times when we go down a particular path, we're trying to improve ourselves one way or another. We talk about people who no longer belong in our lives. And Natasha talked about it in a different way. And that is in the idea of gardening. If you have a plant, and she used the example of mint, if you have this mint that when you plant it, it takes over everything in your garden, do you take the mint and throw it away? Or do you just move it to a place and an environment where it fits your needs more? So if you think of your life as a garden, and if you think of the people in your life as a garden, uh, or as plants, I'm sorry, people that may not be completely serving the place that you want to go, there's no need to particularly cut those out of your life 100%. The question is, is there a role that they play in your life? Is there a place where they're supposed to be in your life that maybe isn't in your main garden? And that was really important for me to think about because I never want to feel like I'm cutting somebody out of my life. Every person in my life has played a part in who I am today and you don't want to lose any of that. One of the other really big things that one of the speakers, Brent Schott, said is do not allow your value to be determined by other people's preferences. This kind of speaks volumes in and of itself. Rachel O'Rourke, I met her Um, She was one of the speakers and she's based in Washington and has a women's mastermind called Spark. And she honestly just pulled something out of me and made me really start thinking because she asked, what is it that you want your life to look like? And when I think about what was the most powerful moments for me at this event, this is one of them. If you step back and you forget about your job and you forget about what you're doing right now and you think what do I want my life to look like in 10 years what are the qualities that I want to have in my life and then you step back and you think about how to get there instead of focusing on okay I'm going to accomplish this degree I'm going to I'm going to get done with school and then we'll figure out what the next step is we should be looking at what we want our life to look like and then figuring out all the ways that we can accomplish that. Because if we're not looking at the end goal, how do we know if we're going to get there? That was super powerful to me. So the second kind of category is the idea of pushing through adversity and how important mindset is. Trent Shelton came and spoke at this event and I couldn't say enough good things about Trent Shelton to begin with. I love his stuff online. What I was super impressed with though was the fact that even though this was a smaller event, he came and he gave it his all. And he even hung out with us at the VIP event afterwards and we had some cool conversations. And I just remember thinking, this is a guy who is arguably one of the most sought out speakers of today and here he is at this event with like 50 people at it and he's treating it just like it is some large event and giving us 100% of what he has and I will always remember that it says a lot about who he is and his character he talked about 
the idea of mindset that the setback may not be your fault, but the comeback is your responsibility. We have to be willing to take responsibility for everything in our lives. I've done an episode on this in the past on being at cause versus being at effect. And that's really what this goes to. He also talks about giving up and he says he doesn't even bring a towel to throw in. We hear people talk, I'm going to throw in the towel. He says, I don't even bring a towel to throw in. He talked about commitment and said, stay, commitment is staying loyal to what you said you were going to do long after the mood you set it in has left you. I thought that that was extremely important. AJ Vassar was a speaker who talked about the importance of powering through adversity. And he told this really amazing story that I didn't necessarily believe I had to go look up and Google tells me it's true, so I don't think Google ever lies to me. At least that seems to be a popular opinion. No, Google says it's true that when a caterpillar is in the process of morphing into a butterfly, that the process that it goes through when it's inside of the cocoon or the chrysalis is, it looks awful from the outside. Like there's a lot of fighting it seems like going on and there's a story of a man who saw this this butterfly or this caterpillar that was struggling and decided oh my gosh it looks like he's really struggling I'm going to help him out and kind of cut a little slit in the cocoon and out plopped this thing that was half a caterpillar and half of a butterfly it turns out that when a caterpillar is struggling and they're working to get out of the cocoon, that it's that process that pushes blood into their wings that gives them enough strength to fly. And so the moral of the story is that when we are going through adversity and somebody helps us out, we don't get a chance to fully transform into what we're supposed to be. Instead, we end up coming out half of what we were and half of what we're supposed to be. If we worked through that adversity, we learn the lessons that we need to learn to be able to turn us into that butterfly that we're supposed to be. And to be fair, I mean, I think that we are people who are always evolving. So there are multiple times in your life where you're transforming into other things, but it normally comes through a part of adversity. And if we don't go through that adversity, if we always have somebody saving us and sheltering us, we don't get the full lessons of what we're supposed to learn. So that was super powerful to me. One of the people that I connected with who was a speaker at the event, Cam Manning, talked about a quote by Pastor Keon Henderson. And this is now written on my bathroom mirror. This to me is so powerful. He said, a dream is nothing more than a thought asking for permission to live. I had to really sit and think about that for a minute. What our dreams are and and the thoughts that we have and are we giving those dreams permission to live? Super powerful thought to me. And then Billy McMullen came and talked. And Billy McMullen is a former NFL player, just as Trent Shelton is. And he talked about visualizing who we want to be. He compared it to Heath Ledger. And this really resonated with me because I personally think that Heath Ledger was the best Joker of all of the Batman movies. So he talked about Heath Ledger transforming himself from Heath Ledger into the Joker. And you hear about this in a lot of different situations where actors are preparing for a role, but Heath Ledger took it to a whole different level and he became the Joker in every aspect of his life. 
he was able to play this part in a way that I don't think that anybody else has ever been able to play. And I don't know that anybody will ever be able to play that part the same. The moral of this story when Billy was speaking was if Heath Ledger is able to take himself in a fictional, into a fictional character and create this persona, then using those same techniques, we are able to transform ourselves into the persona that we want to be. So if there's a goal that you want to accomplish, if there is something that you want to be able to do a business that you want to start, anything to that effect, we need to be able to see ourselves as the person who can accomplish that goal. So Billy gave a three-step process. The first one he said is to go ahead and write a letter to yourself as your new persona, talking about something amazing that you did and read that out loud to yourself. The second thing that he talked about was actually acting out your life in this persona, like write yourself a script and act out what it would be to, for example, I have this goal setting seminar coming up. So think of what it's like to be in that goal setting seminar, to be impacting lives and actually act that out even though you're alone. And then the third is to do these things, steps one and two, right before you go to bed, meditate on it and sleep on it because so much sinks into our brain when we sleep. Those were super powerful moments for me on the idea of the power of pushing through adversity and the power of our mindset. And then finally, the idea of purpose. So this is something that I've really been struggling with. And again, this is something that I could go in and talk a ton about and may in another episode. As I've found this personal development world and started this podcast and considered what value I can bring to people in the future, my purpose I've really been struggling with what that is. And a lot of it comes from spending this time going to law school and trying to figure out whether this is still the path that I'm supposed to be on. And what would really happen is people would ask me, why'd you go to law school? And I couldn't necessarily give them an answer. And I was really getting frustrated with not being able to have a solid answer of why I went to law school, a, a real why. And I knew the stories that I had told myself in my head. I just didn't know if those were really accurate anymore or if those were a way for me to cope with what I was going through at the time. And so AJ Vassar got up and talked and he asked, what is what you've learned preparing you for? And it was that question that really made me think like going to law school, any education, any college, any experiences that any of us have, it's not that profession that we're going towards. It's that every single thing that we experience, everything that we learn, every skill that we pick up along the way is preparing us for something. And it's figuring out what life is preparing us for that then gives us our purpose. So that lifted a lot off of my mind because the idea of, did I waste my time going to law school? If I choose to walk away, which I likely won't, but I mean, who knows? If I choose to walk away from the law, did I waste the time going to law school? Was, was the last 12 years of my life a waste? And then realizing that that made me who I am today to be able to impact lives in whatever way I'm able to do that. And so that was super, super powerful to me. I would say that that question, what is what you've learned preparing you for? And the question of what do you want your life to look like were two of the most impactful things that were said for me, at least at this event. 
And then finally, Michael Faber got up and talked. And Michael and I have gotten to know each other fairly well over the last few months. And he's really a fantastic guy, super guy. Or he talked about people never dying twice. And this was something that I had really never thought of before. Michael and his family run the Joseph Patrick Faber Memorial Foundation in memory of Michael's brother who committed suicide. And in the suicide prevention and family counseling world, there's this idea that you never want to let your loved ones die twice, that they physically die once and their memory lives on. And the moment that their memory doesn't live on anymore, then that's the second time that they die. And for me, trying to still deal with the loss of my dad and figure out how that plays into my story and who I am and how do I keep his memory alive. That was so powerful to me to remember that keeping him alive in my heart and in my words and in my actions is so important. And then the flip side of that coin is looking at yourself and what legacy do you want to leave in the world so that when your physical time on this earth is done what impact will you have left that allows your memory to live on and that was a super impactful moment for me to approach as well so I know this has been a really long episode I really appreciate you guys sticking with me this far Um, I really condensed the lessons that I took from this event as much as I could I could seriously talk about this event for days and people that know me well have heard me talk about it for days. Um, It really was a very impactful event. So I want to leave you with something that I picked up, which is a practical tip on when you're going to events or when you're going into any situation where you're taking notes on somebody else's presentation. Because I know that my mind races significantly when people are talking. All of a sudden, I'm seeing things that remind me of something that I want to be doing or thoughts are coming in my head of something making sense and connections are being made. And so this time at this event, what I actually did was I took a notebook, which I always do, but I took a notebook this time. And the right hand side of the page was for the speakers. And the left hand side of the page was for my notes. And I was able to, by using the system, identify as I looked through my notes, who was speaking and what they were talking about that triggered those moments in my head that connected dots that I had been trying to connect. So if you're going to conferences, going to seminars, listening to people speak, I found this extremely helpful and I would hope that it would be helpful for you guys in the future. Um, Again, thank you so much for sticking with me through this long episode. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you guys all have a fantastic week and this should be coming out just before Thanksgiving. So I hope that you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving as well. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I hope that something that was said resonated with you or provided value to you in one way or another. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on the show. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Furman. Also, I've created a Facebook community for followers of the show to interact with me and other members of the community. You can find that on Facebook at More Than Corporate. So go ahead and join that group if you'd like to stay up to date on podcast happenings and meet some really cool people. Again, thanks so much for tuning in.